In this episode, we review White Plume Mountain. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks! Blue Samurai here. It's episode thirty-six, and I am with. I'm still Paul. And I am the Costasaurus. And we are your podcast to um, tabletop games. We talk to designers, artists. We talk to con people. We talk to everybody. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I got to get that that intro a little better, but. <laughs> Eventually, well, again, maybe after, episode after 50? Th- th- 50, yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it yeah. takes at least 37. It does, it does. Well, I'm just so excited because I came from PAX, and I believe you did too. Uh, did you go, I was Joe? going to, but there was a wedding I forgot about oh. that I was oh, reminded okay. about, so I did not go. I went oh. to that instead uh, because apparently it's not kosher to say, um, I'll just go to your next wedding. So uh, <laughs> Apparently not, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, had had, a, I had people who came to both of my weddings. Yeah, you did. You did twice? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. I did not uh, know Hopefully, that. yeah. yeah. My right. first wife's uncle came to my second wedding. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Cool, cool. That's cool. Um, I think I went to the failed one, right? You were in the failed one. I had to drive to Enumclaw to pick you up to drive you back to Lake Stevens. You were in the failed one? Wow. Were you the cute little ring bearer? <laughs> yeah, I was. You had like a I little... Wow. You had like a little... I had a gnome hat and everything. It was really cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Gnome so, hat? Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, we had the D&D themed one, right? No? Yeah, it was a D&D... No. I would yeah. want to go. No, no, we did I'll be honest. Because you guys didn't invite me to play until two years ago. Well, that's true. That's true. But now you're playing now. So oh, yes. back, tonight is D&D night. We're at Around the Table. Thank you, Around the Table and Tim Morgan, for allowing us to podcast from your back room here. Linwood, Linwood Washington. That's right, Linwood, Washington. And speaking of packs, some of our good friends that we interviewed on this podcast is putting out their Kickstarter. Is that right? Yes, the Matlocks. They've got their, their they've got this great fun looking game called Congress. They've been working mm-hmm. on it for years. Beautiful art. Mm-hmm. It looks the really great. Pretty much done is my understanding. They're really, th- they're really trying to dial it in for the past like, year and a half since we met them at ETX. Yes. And it looked done then to me, but they're just making sure the rules work and everything. And we're wishing but you luck, man. It's, it's cool that we saw them from the very beginning. It's yes. taken about a year and a half yeah. just from just us talking to them. But they're kickstarting tomorrow, I think, mm-hmm. which I'm sorry to jump on your news. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying, your section for that would be Sorry. September right. 4th. Yes. Listeners, September right. 4th. So it's going to end around October 4th? And of course, we, and definitely we're going to get into the, the con news, we're going to get into the Kickstarter news, maybe, of course, we do our witty banter, uh, but one thing that I want to let the listeners know and the, the viewers out there know that this podcast is going to have, um, once again, our, our special segment called Behind the DM Screen, where we're going to uh, give you a review of White Plume Mountain. Is that tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, I thought I told you that. Oh, does that we're talking? Sure, no. Yeah. That's okay, great. well, that's yeah, what we're doing. That's, that's what I we're doing. That. Because that's what we have for content. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, we have more than that. Well, yeah, we do have more than that. We interviewed uh, tons of people at Dragonflight, Dragonflight. which we were at uh, last week, I believe. Oh, that's right. Ooh, I didn't get a t-shirt. Shirt. I should have gotten a t-shirt. My kid got a t-shirt. Pro tip, Dragonflight buys too many shirts. Buy last year's next year. Cost $10. <laughs> that, that is wow. true. <laughs> I like true. that. But my size is usually <laughs> gone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 2XL. Mine's common. Yeah. yeah. 2XL? 2XL. That seems to be common, too, in yeah. conventions. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> not. But it's different for Paul. He's just got so many muscles. Mm-hmm. My muscles. That's and, true. Um, I, plus, plus they that's shrink actually, a lot. That was a pretty nice big <laughs> muscle. Then I get the princess sleeves. Wow, nice guns. Like that. Yeah, 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 look at that. That's like yes. a big bicep right. there. Well, There's no background checks at this gun show. That's right. Oh. All right. Well, let's just go right into the con you, shall we? Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you want me to go to I'm Kickstarter just, just news. I'm doing a little bit of shopping here. Okay, I see you're doing that. Dungeons and Dragons, Waterdeep, Heist, Dice. Don't you have dice already? I have lots of dice. You know, you're you going into that dangerous dice. trap. In fact, we should do a podcast about, <laughs> about Paul's dice, dice problem. Yeah, you got yeah. a dice problem. So anyway, what's going on well, with cons? one thing, um, the uh, Rencon is coming up here. Yes. That is uh, going to be on September 15th and 16th. They have a functioning website now. Yay! Which, which is Yay! great. So I threw some shade at them a couple, a couple episodes ago because yes. they've had no functioning website. Yes. They've got guests mm-hmm. and comics and stuff. If you click, yeah. if you click the link in their um, Facebook advertisement, it doesn't go anywhere. What so don't do that. Stuff? Oh, but I'm hopeful that it's going to be fun. Um, moving on, <laughs> we've okay. got um, VCon, Vancouver's premier ah, science fiction, okay. fantasy, and games convention, October fifth through seventh at, nice. at the Sheraton Vancouver Airport mm-hmm. Hotel. That looks really fun. They also have guests and stuff. Um, Steamposium. It's coming up. Ooh, yeah, okay. very cool. October 26th through 28th in Seattle. And uh, that would, I'd like to go to that, but it's, that's... Bring your weekend. cold and water. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And last but not least, we've got Geek Girl Con. Oh, okay. I'm um, cool. at the convention center in Seattle. That is um, awesome. October 27th and 28th. That's 53 days, 6 hours and 29 minutes if you're watching this live. Mm. Oh, wait, you're not watching this no, live. No, they're not. Well, it'll be some sometime less than that to wait. Yes. So that's did you a favor there. Where's that? Is it the it's, Washington? It's Washington there's a, what the Washington, Washington Convention. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. cool. All right. It's not quite as big as like PAX that we were all just at. Thank you for mentioning. I was no. at PAX. It's about, uh, a, third of, it's about a third of the size in square yeah. footage. I feel but like. totally cool. Um, but, but speaking of mm-hmm. PAX, yes. I want to want to say hi to Anna. Hi, Anna. I came up to talk to the OrcaCon table in the diversity lounge mm-hmm. that I was working and said hi, and she's a fan of the, of the podcast. Oh, she actually yeah, listens yes. to us. So that is my, awesome. She's, she's my favorite fan. She's now. fan one of, number uh, two. All one right. Of, one, All right, one, yes. One of, the, one of the tens. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank Please, you, Anna. Anna, if you could, if you could just give us five stars on whatever platform you listen through, whether it be iTunes yes. or SoundCloud or whatever, and you can write whatever comment you want. <laughs> just five stars, though. That'd be really cool. Yes. Yes. Be awesome. Sorry, just went on. You would be there. the third person to do that because I'm the first and second. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we have currently two reviews. Right. Two reviews. Yes, yes. One is me reviewing my previous review where I misspelled stuff. Ah. So, um, <laughs> are there any other conventions? There are other conventions. Do you want to hear all of the conventions? Well, that we can use. Yeah. Well, we did five. Okay. Well, whatever you yes. can get. Going. That's what we got I think going. We got through the ones well, that most people maybe, could make it to. Maybe the big one that. Sponsors us kind of sort of. Dragonflight? Dragonflight was last weekend. The other one? Oh, Orcacon. Orcacon is coming up in um, January. Is it the 12th, 13th, and 14th? 
You're a board member. I'm the board member. <laughs> okay, I always get the dates wrong. Okay. I'm sorry. It's in January. It's in January. It is it's in January. Martin Luther King weekend. And nope. you can go it visit the website at orcacon.org. Okay. Yes, orcacon.org. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be right on the front page there. I believe yes. it's the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think the hotel rooms are all booked up, but no, I can't. No, the hotel, there's plenty of hotel rooms. Oh, I meant the executive suites. Exe- yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've got one. Yeah. yeah. Do not, you have I, one? I, you know, I, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me steal a, a joke from somebody else. We're going to do this behind mm-hmm. our, our computer screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't have one. Oh, uh, sorry. That's okay. I'm just going to have to pay for my breakfast. All right. Well, that's okay. that makes me sad. I'll tell you what. I'll eat my breakfast and watch you from. You know from what you five. could do is because come up to the sixth floor, down, down to my floor, and bring me up to the ninth oh, floor. Oh, I could do that. You could oh, do that. Best idea. Okay. Get nice little bowls to put the stuff in from the sixth floor. Parachute. <laughs> parachute it down to yeah, the parachute down. Okay. With the little, yeah, like right. little little Parachute it down, you know, mm. just like the little packages they had in Hunger Games. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. You know, he can gonna... open it up and be like, oh, we could, have, awesome. we could have a whole Hunger Games thing going on in we the could. lobby. Yeah. That would be great. I Think could uh, crossbow you. <laughs> you could crossbow it <laughs> That's to me. right. Thunk. <laughs> that would be great. But no, there's plenty of rooms. Yes. Passes right now are at early bird pricing. That goes up October 1st. October 1st, so guys. before October 1st would be better. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility we could sell out and not have any passes available at the door. We don't know yet. We'll mm-hmm. see how this goes. Okay. Well, great. So what about Kickstarter news? Well, Kickstarter, maybe to me, is kind of quiet at the moment of this podcast, which is the 3rd of January. Did I say January? Wait, you did say 3rd of January. 3rd of September. So... The one of the big ones right now is just going to end in three days. I'll just say it because a lot of times you can pre-order through the site. But one of my favorite one-man shows, uh, Ryan Lockett. Have you heard of Ryan Lockett? I have not. No, I have not. So Ryan Lockett is a one-man show. He is the owner, publisher, graphic designer, illustrator, and game designer of Red Raven Games. Mm-hmm. And... His art is freaking gorgeous, but he has a second edition of one of his first games called The Ancient World, and that's on Kickstarter. It's Sounds old. It's yes. ancient. Mm-hmm. It's coming with metal coins. It has now it's kind of a worker placement, but you're, you know, building up what you need to do to to get different parts of the the missions completed. And I know our viewers can't see this, but like this is kind of like that's his art. Okay. Oh wow. It's like Very really, nice. really awesome. Maybe we could um, put it up on the screen right here. I don't know. That would be that'd be or, really awesome. I don't know if we <laughs> right. could do that. But um, <laughs> that's going really good. Mm-hmm. I love his stuff. It's it's. I mean, he's the ones he's recently done. Actually, the ones that people would know the most of is probably near and far, and mm-hmm. above and below. Okay. Those okay. are the big ones that I've seen. Be people have been playing a lot. Like this last con, uh, where Dragonfly, it's a lot of people playing above and below and um, near and far. Cool. <laughs> Um, he also has a big sci-fi, like, three-and-a-half kind of X game called Empires of the Void. However, he has that ancient world there. Another really cool game that will still be going when we air this is called Nanty Narking. Nanty Narking. N-A-N-T-Y. N-A-R-K-I-N-G. And it's, like, a Victorian board game. And it kind of got kind of like some weight. They call it pod snappery. But 
It is designed by Martin Wallace, who has done some really big, amazing games. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the guy who's done a few acres of snow, Age of Steam, Discworld, Brass, uh, which just they've been starting to get um, bring out their rewards from that Kickstarter, uh, London, Rubber Tycoon, Runebound. I mean, he's done a lot of these games. So that's Martin Wallace's game. It looks really cool. Like it has that Victorian feel. Um, I, I, you may be playing as Edgar Poe or someone similar to that. So it has like these Victorian. Mm-hmm characters like that and Mm -hmm. you're going around like london trying to find out what happened to um eleanor okay eleanor the the car from the Nicolas cage movie the mustang um or eleanor roosevelt the first lady yeah you go okay afford in time to look for eleanor (laughs) okay so you you play a gentleman which to me looked kind of like edgar Allan poe um, the art is really, really gorgeous. Um, the, just everything about it looks really great. The, oh, yeah. the gameplay looks the gameplay looks really, really fun as well. Um, yeah, just looks like there's like a lot of variability in it, and it has like mm-hmm. some story elements to it. The flavor text there's minis. Those of you who like minis, um, there's lots of minis in it, and just a big cool. full. That's beautiful. I believe it's a map yeah. of London. So. Yeah. Uh, but that's a big one. Martin Wallace is definitely a crowd pleaser, and yeah, people who tend to like one Martin Wallace game tend to like his other ones. So, okay, cool. Um, that's kind of it for Kickstarter. I mean, right. there's other games out there, but there's nothing. And I'm sure there's going to be some little game companies that are like, "Hey, board mm. game's really important." That's fine. It's just not important to me, right. so I don't have it. Right. I but, don't have it in here. Just to just talk about it again, we talked about it earlier, but don't forget, Congress is going to be coming up, yep. and I don't know if you can pull up their Kickstarter real quick, but if it's not live, uh, it's, I don't have a. Should be live as this. Um, oh this yeah, one I don't goes. have a yes. link to access. And it. it's it's all okay. about obviously um, um, United States Congress. Oh and yes, getting yes. bills passed, and um, right. everyone's got um, objectives and secret mm-hmm. objectives. And you can do nasty things to the people you're playing with, block their bills, stuff sounds, like that. Sounds it fun. Sounds, sounds like fun. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know anybody who would. I wonder if that'd be kind of that. would be kind of cool. I would totally win if we play. To kind of screw other people over with their bills or <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that, and they're trying to screw my bills over. And I'm hoping there's going to be wow. a, a, yeah. an expansion called the Initiative Process. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. That screws everybody yeah, yes. sometimes. <laughs> it, it sure can. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Maybe they could add one called. Um, your vote doesn't matter federally. The Electoral College. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I thought that'd be really That's cool. That's the expansion set, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Only federally, of course. Well, that yeah. sounds like we got a lot of feelings about this very subject. Maybe we should make our own game. We should. We should. Or we could go and talk about the game that we're. I think we should probably do it. White Plume Mountain, White behind, Plume Mountain. behind the DM screen. We should probably go right into Let's that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's sure. do that. All right. right about now. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. And now, Geeks of Cascadia presents... Behind the DM screen. And now we review White Blue Mountain. Welcome to Behind the DM screen. And this segment, 
We are reviewing White Plume Mountain, which is in the um, bigger book that came out of uh, the Yoni Porter. Yeah, Tales, Tales from the Yoni Portal. Portal. Uh, so originally, just to go back, it was a uh, it was a module that was created in 1979. But before we go into that, uh, I am your one of your main hosts, Blue Samurai, and of course I'm with. I'm still Paul. I'm Rebecca. I'm Steve. And if you want to know what we kind of did, Steve here was the DM. I played a um, paladin and Azamar, right? Azamar paladin. I think we're all eighth level. What about you? What did you do? I was a uh, dragonborn sorcerer for the first time doing spells. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I was a kick-ass monk. And we had two Punchy. other, we had two other players. Uh, one was a thief, and I think another was a cleric. If I'm, I guess that right. Yes. And yes. Dangerous Alfredo. One more. Should have been six. Oh, 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 half Jeremy. orc. Yeah. Yeah, and he was fighter. he was just a straight up fighter. Yeah. So it was a, it was a pretty well balanced. Uh, this is first group. time playing D and D. So just to go into it, so White Plume Mountain was created around 1979. Now actually, that was when it was published. But before that, um, this basically this kid by the name of Larry Schick decided, hey, I want to have a job at TSR. So he wrote this module up, threw in the best parts of stuff that he had created, and mailed it in to Gary Gygax and TSR and they looked at one. hey this is great you want a job so back then you could do these submissions yeah. now now it's probably impossible to do that but they hired this kid on the spot and they took his submission and turned it directly into a module yeah um, and as he said nothing really changed from his original uh, and his only regret was the fact that the black razor which is one of the artifacts that you have to Find in this um, was something that he kind of stole from another story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, luckily, they haven't been sued for that yet. <laughs> well, that's, so, yeah. uh, if we could, Steve, do, could you give the um, kind of the premise of the story? Okay, so the premise. Wow, thanks for throwing me on. The yeah, spot. no, no problem. Now, the premise <laughs> of this is uh, essentially there's uh, in as in the old days happened. There's a Kreptus, this evil wizard. He created this gonzo kind of dungeon uh, under White Plume Mountain, which is a volcano. Um, and really, it blows up. It's got a lot of uh, hot mud in there and a plume of steam coming up, hence the name. Um, and he steals these three artifacts from their owners. It's kind of... They don't really go into that. It's He's basically stolen these artifacts. He's hidden them in his dungeon. And he sent out a note here to the guys, to the owners, saying, "Hey, I got your stuff. Oh, I thought Come you get made it. that up. No, oh, no, no. Oh, I, I just thought you made it up and it. wrote it and everything. I photocopied it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and it gives clues to inside the dungeon where they are right. and whatnot. And they hire intrepid band of heroes to go get all the artifacts back. So he's just doing this for fun. Uh, you know, in the old days, people just did stuff. They didn't have this huge backstory. It's like, hey, right. I got your stuff. Uh, there might be, which the kind of nice thing in the old days was, 
you know, here's a situation, this thing, there's not a lot of background. And so DMs all over the world, you know, just make stuff up for the, because you need a little background. Yeah, you need, right. If you want to work some context in, you just, here's a thing, you throw it into whatever else you're doing and, and kind of build your own links mm-hmm. to it. But right. the module itself is pretty, just kind of, it's the site, you know, that you're going to and you just come up with reason, go in. Right. And Steve and I, we've actually, we actually had this module Way back in the in the seventies, um, Paul and Rebecca, not familiar with D and D in the seventies, they were part of the cool kids. We were the nerdy kids. Uh, we played D and D. They didn't, but now they're they're you nerds don't now. Know me. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't play D and D. I got that part. I knew that part. But you love it now. I do. You're a big I fan. Do. It's super yeah. fun. So. There's really not a lot of difference, right, Steve? I mean, no, it, it's, pretty much it's everything's the, the same. The Yawning Portals version mm-hmm. is just the exact same thing, right. updating things to 5th edition, like monster stats and all that, and rules mm-hmm. for different things you can do, you know, whatnot, specifics, and they're throwing them into, like, you know, there's skill checks for things. And, the, mo- and the module was designed to be a one-shot. So yeah. basically, like, you generate uh, a particular carry character at a certain level and you run it through and that's pretty much it I mean, maybe a dm wants to put well, you a part can. of something yeah you could throw series. it into other campaigns right. and whatnot but for me i'd never run it it was one of those things i read back when i was a kid and i was like i want to run this but i never really got the mm-hmm. chance so here i am 50 years old and ah, i'm gonna run some people <laughs> right. through this yes. thing i wanted to run when i was <laughs> right. uh, like 14 or whatever awesome. now and the di- we'll we'll go through some of the differences as we move along but Right off, one of the, the first differences is the, the level. So back then in White Plume Mountain in 79, it was, I think it was like 5th through 10th level. And it, the suggestion was like, you can run this up to 10 players. Now, I can't imagine wow. having 10 players. In, that would be insane. Yeah. In the old days, it was a lot. I mean, I think that you're, a lot of groups were like 8 people or so seemed mm-hmm. to be kind of the recommended average um you didn't have usually there wasn't as much miniature plays so the turns went mm-hmm. faster whatnot uh characters a little more fragile so mm-hmm. we always played with we had you know mm-hmm. generally a lot more people than than you play now now playing like eight or ten people in D would be crazy it but, would be crazy but we just you just mm-hmm. all sit around a table and the dm's going you know this and this and this and everybody takes their turn and goes and tells the yanni porter portal Sorry, D and D fifth edition starts you off at eighth level as basically the recommended level um, that you should play uh, through this. So let's start off in the very beginning. Now, uh, Steve had mentioned that there's three artifacts that were stolen uh, from people, and they don't even mention who these people are. They were stolen from. No. They were just stolen. Yeah. And there are three major actual artifacts. I, I, I mean, they're just below artifacts, but. They're artifact level type weapons. Wave, which is uh, a trident type weapon, mm-hmm. um, and you and it's got various powers in it. Uh, Whelm, which is a hammer, uh, again very powerful. Um, a lot and of powers. We didn't in it. bring a dwarf to wield. And we did not bring a dwarf. <laughs> he won't let himself be wielded by anybody but a dwarf. That's right. And black razor. Now, what's interesting about these three artifacts is, and I don't know if it was specially designed for that. But each artifact was very specific, right? Like, well, you had to be a dwarf. Mm. Wave, you had to be a worship of a certain type of god. Black Razor, I think you had to be a, of a chaotic, neutral type character. And I don't so, exactly. I, I think in a way they did it 
specifically so you wouldn't use it during the adventure. Uh, but if you could, if you just run us from the very the first uh, uh, the first part of the walkthrough, if you could. Uh, is it Black Razor like a warlock thing? No, I Black just... Razor is pretty much a, a Stormbringer from mm -hmm. Elric. Uh, it it sucks souls <laughs> and it. Mm -hmm. It, it wants more souls. It it's will. a nasty bit of business. It is a nasty bit mm -hmm. of business. It's it's very famous uh, in D and D lore for being an awesomely nasty piece of business. Uh, so where do you want to start? You go so, from so basically, we, we start the adventure is uh, we I think you start well, with there's, there's, there's going to be spoilers in this. That's right. There'll be tons <laughs> of spoilers in this one. Yeah. So uh, you know, initially we went through kind of mostly we. I guess they hired you because, uh, mm -hmm. again, we were doing this just as a one-shot. Mm -hmm. uh, you camped out your horses in Dead Knoll's eye socket uh, and wandered up to the mountain and went in and looked. Um, and really, initially, it's just kind of your kind of explore the mountain and stuff, try and figure out a way in. You mm -hmm. find your way in, uh, and then you got to... Really, uh, the module starts when you kind of go down the spiral stairs. Right. The, fir the first step is just trying to yeah. find this spiral stairs staircase. Yeah. Get into the module proper. And you get in there, and it's there's like a foot of water on the floor most of the places. Mm -hmm. uh, very hot and humid and whatnot. And your first real, uh, I guess, encounter was with the Sphinx. You get into there... And right. then a sphinx asks you a question, you have to answer the question to get through that force wall. Yes, that that was the first the first real encounter that that we all had. That was our challenge. Yeah, that, was, a, that was that was a lot. I, a, I'm not good at that. It was a riddle. Yes. yes, it was a riddle, and I felt that riddle was kind of easy. Well, you got it, it right out of the shoe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. It, it was very easy riddle. Right. Um, which I was fine with. Um, you know, some parts are going to be easy, some parts are going to be hard. Uh, you guys cut it pretty quick. Now, now the difference is now this is where the difference is. I'd like to point this out just because of the different editions of D and D. But if we go back into the original module, you can see where the Sphinx here is thirty-eight hit points. That's it, just thirty-eight hit points. But in the um, in this one, the new one, the Sphinx is like in the I think over a hundred hit points. So it, it's kind of interesting. Where in fact I'm pulling up right now, yeah, hundred thirty six hit points. Yeah. So I know Steve and I we, we you know we were talking about how how different the additions were. Maybe you couldn't cause that much damage, but um, it's interesting how how the game has evolved since then. But really, I think we knew we realized. At this particular one, that this adventure is not what we're used to. We're not, no, it's not just hack no. and slash. Yeah. No, right? it's it's a fun house. It yeah. is a carnival fun house of adventure with mm -hmm. weird things happening, which was why I really wanted mm -hmm. to run it because uh -huh. it's just it's not you're going and and oh, there's factions mm -hmm. in the dungeon and da da da. It's just bizarre crap. That was, right. that was some awesome cool. solving. The frictionless room. Oh, yeah, right. The yeah, discs. Um, right. Yeah, it's Oops. just. It's just fun. A lot uh, more role which, play on this one. A lot more role play. Well, and it's just a lot of, you know, a lot of... A there's lot this thing too. where people really want their D&D &D to make sense and be, like, mm -hmm. realistic or whatever. 
and and you know logically consistent and all this stuff and and there's some place for that but there's also a place for just going and having fun yeah. right yeah. looking right. into yeah. the twisting circle that's spinning <laughs> around and going what do we do here now let's right. run through it exactly. it caught fire. Right. you know i mean and this that is that this is that kind <laughs> right. of just so weird gonzo fun stuff right so at this point, we, we, we solve the riddle, we move on. Where, what did we go to next? I think, I think we, we took went, the middle route. There's really three, the dungeon breaks into three pieces, essentially. One for each of the artifacts. Right. Uh, the straight ahead route was the route you took first, which was towards Wave. Uh, and you go, next you go up, and that was the Kelpie room. Right. Oh, yeah, where it's I saved the, you, I think. Yeah, I think right? you did. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you might have We all got the same picture in saving Steve. Yes. <laughs> um, I, actually did, I did, did my saving you? in the other room with the with the yeah. platforms. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> you you also got saved there. Yes, that's, yes. Just, that's true. Um, but the Kelpies were, I mean, uh, for a couple things, uh, mm-hmm. these the Kelpie room, it's, it's, they were in a foot of water, and in this room, most of it's deep water, so it's easy to fall in. Uh, and they have to try and route their way around. And there's these Kelpies, which try to charm people into mm-hmm. leaping into the water. Um, yeah, I'd go to. Yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And that was that went okay. I, I probably could have played it a little harsher mm-hmm. if I would have played up the whole charming thing a bit more. But you guys kind of figured you out what's going on. Mostly I was... Mostly I was, like, excited for that because I found right. some Kelpie figures you can get at Reaper, and I painted <laughs> nice. them, so I was able to, uh-huh. look at these guys. And, yeah. and just so, I just want to take a pause right here, because it's very interesting how D&D has re- evolved, basically. Mm-hmm. A lot more uh, inclusive. Uh, back in the day, uh, the Kelpies were just females. Um, and and I'm, I'm just reading exactly from here. For some reason, I'm reading from the original for some reason, females are immune to the spell of the Kelpie. Legend has it that this is so because the Kelpies were created by the sea god as punishment for those men rash enough to sail the oceans and paying their lord the proper respect. Women were not involved in these transgressions and thus wow. did not incur the sea lord's ill will. Well, we should have gone by the original. Uh, yeah. I could have slid on by. <laughs> you could have. That's yeah. right. That's right. Jeez. But anyway, that's just ex- there's many examples in D&D if you yeah. take the old player's handbook and it all that. originally from the 70s, that's right. which that's were right. less enlightened than but, today. But this time <laughs> you could have been charmed yeah, I there, Rebecca. I could have been. That's right. I was thinking about saving you, though. Well, thank can you. we see the yeah. picture again? Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. Maybe we'll have... Hopefully not. Well, we won't Maybe. be putting that one. No, we won't put that that one up. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we. So what's interesting, Steve, is that it. I I think Larry, Larry did a really good job with because, at the very beginning, he put water everywhere, right? Uh-huh. So you didn't know. Note to spellcasters. If you were going to go into a pit or not. It's kind As of it turns out, yeah, part, which, is, which we fell into some we, some pits. Some some of those, some of those found the pits. Good to, yeah. it's good to have a bag of animals mm-hmm. for these instances. Uh, uh, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so past I guess the Kelpie mm-hmm. pit. There's or the Kelpie room. There's uh, I think next you guys actually skipped the spinning spinning thing of doom. And went up uh, against the giant crab. We did, that's right, yeah. In the bubble. Yes, yes. Which one of the things I really liked, I didn't expect it, but in in his big note here, 
You guys actually kept this. Uh, I made copies of this, mm -hmm. and you were going, "Oh, we got to this thing because we saw this," which we, was kind of neat. That's I didn't right. refer the note many times. Yes, yeah. you did, mm -hmm. and I wasn't expecting it to be as significant or whatever. But it was kind that's of a neat thing. Where I, I might have to do freaking Zagara that. is. That's yeah, right. Found it. Right there. Yeah. Um, but you you fought the. It's actually it's a giant crab. You guys j fought a giant lobster because Archie McPhee sells <laughs> nice large plastic right. lobsters for like a couple bucks. So that's what you got. Same thing though. Right. Um, and that's where you recovered. Did we keep trying to cook it with some flame? because uh, we're all hungry. Well, what is it? Uh, Nick, dangerous Alfredo snuck back around the back of mm -hmm. it and got wave out of the uh, right. Out of the chest while you guys were fighting the giant so, lobster, and then uh, the bubble popped because you mm -hmm. were blowing that's right. up and stuff. So <laughs> this is the danger. I think the mo well, it's the second most dangerous part of the dungeon. I guess it would be no, it'd be the it'd be number one it's, because you have a situation where there's this thin membrane. <coughs> you're fighting a crab, right? And you, everyone's got, you know, they got swords and stabby things, and you got spells. It's a membrane, like the dome a, membrane. Right, yes. the fighting area. And if there's... And on the other side of the membrane is hot, boiling right, water right. and mud. And I believe, according to the rules, like, if... I mean, you're dead. There's, there's really yeah, no there way would to have, uh, I mean, I, I didn't just... It's If one of you would have, like, thrown a fireball, I'm like, boom, okay, that would have been it. But you were just, mm -hmm. like, shooting things, and you're poking holes in it with your misses... And so I let you have a little warning that, hey, this thing's starting to... Mm -hmm. you Thank know, you for not killing us. Going around, and you, you ran into the other room, closed the just blast doors time. just in time. Right. Uh, no seafood for dinner. Who I was believe. it? Somebody actually went ran up to the chest to try to get more treasure. That's right. Who was that? I don't know. I don't but they, they got German. back just barely. In I just want to make sure that I had enough to tie it to my church. That's all. Okay. <laughs> okay. <you> then. <laughs> all right. So we got out of that. And then what happened next? Uh, then next you took the little side excursion. The, mm -hmm. There was the whirling corridor of... Uh, Basically, I it, you know the corridor went forward and it was the walls were turning yeah, or the whole right. it was a circle that yeah. was all turning right like a tube so spinning tube. with a spinning with the the kind of spirally right. lines on it covered in oil yeah and and what's the worst that could happen when you run through it while well, somebody can set it on fire on right it, and that that happened I recall just and dimension then, dooring right through that. I recall uh, running through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just stuck. just uh, for the list. For the listeners and, and the viewers out there, and um, so basically, you're going down the hallway, and all of a sudden, you see the hallway turn into a tube, essentially. Yeah. And it's spinning, and it's covered in oil. Mm. And how do you get through it? Is, is was the, the was what we had to face. Yeah. In this thing, and at first, we went, oh, no big deal. We'll just run. We'll just run through <laughs> it as hard as we can, mm. not thinking about the oil. No. And then you slide in the oil, and it's slipping, and then somebody mm -hmm. shoots a flaming arrow into it and sets the oil on fire, and then... And, and like murder hobos, we, unfortunately, we, you went we kill and the murdered evil people. That's right. This, this innocent guy with his werewolf girlfriend yes. on the other side. Now, I, I, set there now that I have the module, I can read that they are lawful evil. Well, so yeah, we kill the evil people. We didn't know that. Fine. 
We just thought they had treasure. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so far this at this point it's kind of, it's more of a hack and slashy type thing, but after this is when it starts really getting interesting. Well, yeah, you take then then you came back. You took mm-hmm. the next passage. Uh, you took the eastern passage, which heads up towards Welm. Mm-hmm. Uh, encountered some green slime. Mm. In the water. So let's talk about that. So oh, yes. green slime is a low-level threat. Yeah. However, assuming you can see the green slime it, and avoid it, yes. The only way to if you look in the you look in the monsters manual, I think the only way you can kill green slimes is with point five. That's fire. it. With fire. Yeah. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, I totally forgot how to do yeah. it. But I guess I, know. I mean in in a real you know if we're actual characters in, in the Forgotten Realms adventures. We probably wouldn't have known that anyway, right? Yeah. Um, and well, so at that's, some point you probably run into green slime and you learn. And, right. And people tell you, hey, by the way, if this slime gets out and it starts eating, you got to right. burn it. And, <laughs> and this is where you as the DM went, oh my gosh. I thought I got to save somebody these guys. Would know how, these guys are idiots. Green slime. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'm just like, I don't I remember. I'm going to run around like this while this slime is eating me. I was picturing my my tombstone saying "killed by green slime" because <laughs> he didn't know that's no right. Better. And I think and this is this is something for good for DMs out there. So when you when your players are in trouble, are they acting dumb? <laughs> sometimes, acting. sometimes you got to give them something. I you think the way say, hey. you did it was roll. You said I think you said you had this roll. What like was roll? Something like a history or insight. Yeah. Something. Just, just give me a roll so I can tell you this. <laughs> right. Is what it came down to. You gotta burn it. Just burn the slime off. Stop dying. <laughs> yeah. I, I always wondered what would have happened if we all rolled like <laughs> yeah. really low. I rolled a three. God, die. Fine, die. <laughs> See if I care. That's right. So die just to spite me. Running into the next one, uh, if you. Uh, so this. yeah. So there was, I think. Oh, so you you had the. The other kind of riddle thing, the golem room. Oh, Where he came that's in right. and there's five flesh golems. Oh, yes. Right. I know, it's right. like one of those things. When I was Wait, 12, it was like, oh, one Damn. of these, you know, you have to guess which golem is the odd golem out. Would you, you have like 60 seconds. No, they then? just attack you if you don't so, answer within 60 seconds or answer wrong. Right. So let, let's, and, let's let the viewers know, kind yeah. of picture this. So... The players walk into a room, and there's lined up against the wall are flesh golems. Five of them. Five of them. And they have numbers on them. Like, they got jerseys or <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, right? It's like... Right? Uh, there's a five, a seven, a nine, eleven, and a thirteen. And number five says, one of us does not belong with the others. If you can pick it out, it will serve you, and the others will allow you passage. If you pick the wrong one, we will kill you. You have 60 seconds. So that's what the flesh golem said. So yeah, so like to a you know thirteen year old in nineteen eighty one or whatever, this was a hard puzzle. Yeah. Oh wow, one of these is prime. That's <laughs> right. But but now in twenty eighteen, it's like you put, I put down the list of the numbers and they're all like nine. I mean everybody <laughs> just nine. That's a prime number. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Would have been yes. embarrassing yes. if none of us had come up with that. I didn't. <laughs> 
I recall you shouted out five, didn't you? Yeah. No, I didn't say anything, actually. <laughs> I I how many of you quiet. pointed and said nine and I, I think instantly? We all I got moon. Nine. I got yeah, moon. there were at least half of you. Yeah, nine. That's like, right. really? Okay. And, and we, then nine became our friend. That's right. So we immediately it. named him, um, gave him a name and everything. That's Number cool. nine. Oh, what did we name him? Then we name him Homie Two or something uh, like that. Homie Two. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So so anyway. So yeah. So so now you have a goblin, right. uh, golem friend, um, and that heads out and that goes to. That's what I thought it looked like. When I, you know, imagined how this module was run, not the room I thought would cause the most trouble. Oh, it really? It seemed to be the room that caused the most trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, the room where <laughs> you go across all the discs and chains. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yeah. yes. So if we could yes. let the viewers know. So you're walking into basically a cavern, right? Mm-hmm. On the, if, looking down below is hot, scalding mud. Like if you fall in, you've got a few seconds and yeah. you're dead. And hanging down from the ceiling are these wooden... Um, platforms, platforms yes. circle yeah. discs Big held discs. up in the in the center of each disc is this chain that goes all the way up to the, to the top. And I, how many? How many other? There, there's, yeah, there's a couple. It looks like a Ten. dozen or so. And, and they and it, we'll have a picture of it right here. There's a picture of it right here. And right over your face. Okay. Right over my we'll face. And we, it, we, it we goes all the way to the we'll other end. Do that later. <laughs> That's right. Paul will take care of that. There's a picture right now. I know right. there is. Face. So an air lotus picture, which makes it even cooler. <laughs> so if you could, Steve, what what do you think happened there? Uh, well, you know, I so I, there's I transported very well. <laughs> you did, you did, you dimension, did dimension door. Or That's whatever right. The other one was. The other uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these discs, and you have to jump across. Mm-hmm. And there's two, uh, I guess, old faithful type of geysers down in the mud that shoot occasionally mud up into the air and it burns everybody who's on the discs and whatnot um and you got you guys got across okay the first time did you go in bit. you I went have, in i have a monk of a plus eight acrobatics and i still couldn't roll no so i fell in uh, <laughs> jeremy saved you Trolled no no it was a Blue Samurai. I did. Saved right, him with his, I did. With his flight ability once a day. <laughs> That's right. So, before we go on, so obviously you were met with this challenge. How do you get across to the other side on these discs? Very, very flimsy discs, by the way, held up in the, with just a chain. So, when you jump to it, you got to have great acrobatics or athletics. Now, going back to the original. AD&D, mm-hmm. I'd say uh, probably it was 79 is probably second edition. First edition. Is it first edition? Oh, yeah. So here's the deal back then. I'll just read to you. Characters with an 18 strength or better have a 65 chance, 65% chance of holding on the disc that is adjacent to the erupting geyser. For each strength point less than 18, there's a 10% chance of hanging onto the discs. So, it's for example... Harsh. 16 strength equals 45% chance. So, and that was it. If you didn't make it, you fell in, and you would immediately get, um, like, almost like 50 points of uh, damage. Now, let me read to you the new, the new requirement in 5th edition. 
The fifth edition one is all you have to do is to get from one disc to the other disc is roll a DC 15 strength. Now, that check is pretty good, actually. I mean, it, it, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, you it's, got it's like a dozen different. of them though to make. But but here's the thing though, is if you miss, there's a second roll that you have to do, and that's the um, check on dexterity, I believe. Okay. Right for 15. Yeah. So there's two checks now. Back in the old day, I, I don't. Steve, I mean, you play. You're familiar with D and D, and uh, I'm familiar well, with D. Back I mean, in the old days, that's it. You're dead. I think. I don't. I think yeah, a lot of you probably uh, would have maybe been a little more, uh, you know, organized about how they do things. Mm-hmm. You're so used to it's. It was it used to be a lot easier to die. So I could see like well. Tie a rope around you, and then you can jump across, and then tie the rope off, and then jump across, and you know something like that. To where if you fall, it's not such a big deal because you hang down and right. pull you back up. You yeah. guys didn't do anything like right. that. <laughs> right, you're and just like jumping. Boop, that's right. Boop, 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 boop. right. Ah. Now we used a rope to come back. To come back. Did we not? Yes. Coming back. Coming back, we were smarter. In the, di- yeah. in the di- you learned something. And the difference between D and D back then and D and D back and now is the fact that. Now you can increase your ability scores. Back then, you're pretty much stuck yeah, unless just... you get something like a, a what a tome that increases. Yeah, and your there strength, used but... to be no real skills and whatnot. Right, so and so it's not unusual now. I think some of your characters have twenty and certain abilities. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a, a twenty decks. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and back then, you just you couldn't do it, and and to think that. 65% chance and that's it. Eventually, with so many discs, I think it's one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, like nine discs, there's no way you're going to miss a disc. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but again, back in the old days, there was, it was just run differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have things like, you know, you didn't really do a lot of like dexterity checks and things like mm-hmm. that, or skill checks and all this. Right. So I think it was a, a lot more about kind of coming up with ideas on things to do. And then the, right. the DM would just kind of go, ah, oh, sure, you can do this. Or sometimes so just make them, yeah. The, the good thing is we were able to get across. And, and, and what I thought was great about this challenge is we all had to work together yeah. to figure this out. Well, Rebecca, you had to use a spell dimension door. I did. Um, you uh, ferried people across. I, I ferried people across, and, and you, with your great dexterity and being a monk, you were able to. Except you Get missed one. Across yeah, and yeah, so drop it was falling into the mud. What was very frustrating, <laughs> though, is as an ASMR, I had this this great ability where I could sprout wings, but also I could use. I had. Um, plus, I think, plus eight damage extra. And it, I was so angry because um, had to use it to fly. I had to use it to fly, and I wanted to use it to attack people. <laughs> so, unfortunately, but it came in handy because obviously dying. It, it, beat, it does beat dying. <laughs> yeah. Because quite frankly, it's like, if I didn't do that, I don't, I think you would have been done, about, right? Done. Yeah. 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 You, you would have been like, oh, roll up a new character or something. <laughs> So we'll anyway. find you in the dungeon. Or what's this guy doing here? <laughs> right. yeah. So it's something that if you're if you're going through this, if you're a DM, you're going to run your uh, your characters through this. Something to think about. Like this room itself, 
could end the entire adventure <laughs> right there. If, if your players do not think carefully about what they're doing, this room can end the entire adventure. Right. Yes. Did you have any thought as a DM was like, what were you going to do if... Uh, I was like, they may end the adventure right here. <laughs> right. Don't figure something out. Right. Uh, you didn't, so it was fine. It's good. I, I think it's something like this. is it. Luckily, we all know each other, and we mm-hmm. all... I think we work well, but I think if you have a team that doesn't, I think you're screwed. And uh, if you, well, if you, you know, don't have a team that's it's, balanced. It's, as long as somebody comes up with a plan right. of yeah. attack, so, you can, it's something you can do. You should be okay. So we, but, but, yeah, there's not a lot right. of this. The thing on this particular area, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of wiggle room. If you go into the well, you know, mud, you're, you're probably right. not coming back out. So we get we get through it and we get to um, oh the what? vampire room yes uh, what is his name yeah. he has a name his name is Clenmere okay that's, Clenmere that's some yeah, it is. under the old system he only had forty hit points yeah. under the new system he had over a hundred yeah yeah and he can summon rat swarms and stuff. Right. Uh, so it's with the magically dark room. That was the magically dark room. Uh, he's in there. He's got Whelm, one of the mm-hmm. artifacts, and you have to suss him out, fight him, kill him. Right. So let's talk about that now. We find Whelm. Now, this is something. If you're if you're going to DM this adventure, you actually have to think about. How you're gonna play the weapons? Yeah, because these weapons are sentient. They can think. They can interact with the character. They can insult you. They can insult <laughs> you, and I, I think did, did I? I think he did a good job. He did a great he, job. Yeah. He actually had a different kind of a different voice and a different persona for each weapon. And so, as a DM, what, what do you suggest? One of, one these? of them was Scottish. Yeah, yeah, one well, of them yeah. was well, Scottish. Of course, the Whelm, because that's the dwarven weapon. Right. And so, somehow dwarves became Scottish, no matter what sorry, you really Scottish people. Right. So, uh, so did you approach this as a DM? Like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it beforehand? Or was it just kind of spur of the moment? I, I, oh, my goodness. I, I got to interact with the players with this. Uh, you know, a little bit of each. You kind of go, oh, okay, well, well, I guess he's he's dwarfish, so I'll play him Scottish. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't have dwarf in the party, so that was going to kind of limit your your mm-hmm. interactions. Though I him. tried to negotiate with Whelm, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. No, he doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you I mean, kind of get some basic ideas. Here's how I think I'll handle it, and then just let it happen and try and play it as it goes. Mm-hmm. It's about all you can really do. I mean, theoretically, you can you can do a lot more planning than I do, and maybe some people do. But do you think the weapons themselves, if you are actually able to use them, do they do they break the game? Do they cause? They're cause really powerful. Problems? I don't know that I'd say it breaks the game, especially in a one shot. I mean, I was hoping Jeremy'd like whip Black Razor out and see what it does. He never never did though. Um, in a full su- in a full mm-hmm. campaign, yeah, they're pretty powerful. But you know, you're getting into into eighth level, ninth mm-hmm. level by the time you're done with this. Um, although you're supposed to give them back, so I think that's part <laughs> of the big thing. Is right. Uh, Do you feel like that um, using them would be fun for right. the rest of the 
rest of the adventure. Do you feel like that, that the puzzles enough were kind of offset that, that maybe because there's so many puzzles that it didn't matter if you had these Yeah, you don't ones. really do too much in the way of just uh, lots of combat. I mean, you fight some stuff, uh, but compared to, you know, most of, most of it really is puzzly type of, type of stuff you're facing. So we, uh, we grabbed the weapon. Yay yep. us. Yep. So we had yep. two weapons. Next thing we do, I think we went, I think we all decided, hey, we didn't check out this one hallway, which was, I think, uh, uh, led us to a room. That's the globe right? room, yeah. yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, just the outside. glass globes. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's, it's, it's a weird type of room. There's these nine glass globes hanging off of, off of chains. Uh, and you break each one open, and there's something different in it. The real big thing is you get to this ring that is just this amazing ring by its own. Right. Uh, so, so just let that by its own account. Before you go into that, so I want you to picture. So you you enter the room, and hanging down from the room are these globes. Right. They're kind of opaque. You can't quite tell what's in there. And uh, as Steve said. Um, you know, there were things in them, right? Yep. We're still standing the, in the, We're still, still standing, standing in water. The yes. fun thing is you okay. guys, once you start breaking them open and seeing there's things in them, trying to, your hardest to figure out, is this one good to break open or bad to break <laughs> right. open? And that, right. that was kind of fun watching you guys. <laughs> and the door is locked behind and, us. And of course, like all oh, adventures... We break them all was, because no, we're getting stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I stayed on the other side yeah. of the closed right. door. Right. Didn't we find you find what we needed to find, and and you mm-hmm. still broke the others open just to break? So them I <laughs> didn't decide to break it. I believe it was Bill that decided to break the last one. Yeah. And Bill's not? not here to defend himself, so it's great. <laughs> so I'm blaming it on him. Uh, but yeah, the, so the the fun thing in this room is there's this this magical ring that yes. does j- just tons of amazing stuff. And it talks to the party telepathically. Yes. says, all these things that I do, which is like super, super powerful, uh, but you have to choose who gets it before you leave the room and they have to right. put it on before you leave the room. Otherwise, it right. loses its magic so, or something. And, and just so... The ring will actually speak to everybody in the yeah. room. So it'll tell them that they have invisibility. The ring has invisibility, haste, immune to charms, fly once per day, detect magic, and one wish. Yeah. And But but there was one drawback, I think they said, which was uh, they uh, once a year you oh, remove one yeah, hit point. Something like that. Uh, but it's basically a loyalty test, right. which... In the 70s, probably wiped out a lot of parties. Right. Like people killing each other to see who gets this this amazing ring. And in our group, geez. it was just like, who wants it? No, you it? take it. You <laughs> take it. Like, okay, right. So, right. So back Times in, have changed. So back, you're right. Back in the 70s, everyone would be killing each other for this ring. Yes. And, and so what, what were you, what do you say or what do you think, um, or what would you say to the DMs that play this? Um, what, what would you expect well, we from today's were, adventures? Yeah, we you know, we're a group that everybody knows each other and everybody's cool and everybody's nice to each other and everybody likes each other and so it's not going to be a big deal. Right. Uh, if you put it like a bunch of people 
who this is their first time playing together. They don't know each other, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I could see it causing a problem. But, but nobody's uh-huh. going to like, we're not the type of people right. to screw our friends over. And the screw great thing ab- gr- about the ring. Nice ring. party. The great thing about the <laughs> ring. I know, you guys suck. <laughs> the great thing about the ring. Well, one part of the ring is once you take it out of the room, all the power is Yeah, lost. it doesn't do it. <laughs> and, and what I liked is I, I because we all got along, we pretty much said, oh, I don't. Like, we all kind of role-played, like we kind of knew each other, and there wasn't an issue. Yeah, I got the ring, other, and then it's like, oh, right. great, I got a ring that, that looks nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was lame after yes. So what, now after that, what did we do? I think uh, we went straight, tried to so, go for the Black Razor, right? Yeah, so next Mariam? was going to or Black whatever. Razor, mm-hmm. so you had the, the pit underwater, on the, which is, yeah, it's, it's an underwater Sure. Pit. Sure, there was a bit. Uh, you really need to buy some ten foot poles or something. Uh, then there was the uh, corridor with the that heated metal. Oh, that's right. Down. Yes. Was that the frictionless? Mm-hmm. No, that's, no, that came after. First was the metal heating corridor, uh, where all the metal you were carrying. I must would, have transported again. <laughs> you so, actually did. Right. <laughs> so, so picture, if you will, you're you're come across this hallway. On each side of the walls are these copper copper panels, and there's no way to remove them. Nope. And if you move across, all the metal that you have heats heats up like red hot, to the point where you're starting to co- damage is happening to you. Yes. If you're wearing armor, you're gonna die. I didn't yeah, see it. I didn't, didn't see it as a problem. It wasn't really much of a problem. Yeah, your monk didn't see it as That's much. Right. My pack and kept going. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as a DM, how did you feel about this particular challenge? Uh, it was fun. <laughs> uh, well, because, I mean, Punchy got a... Were you the one that triggered all the ghouls to come rushing out? Yes, and that. But my, yes. pri- my prize for running across bravely was mm-hmm. ghouls. You're all like, yeah, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. And all these ghouls came yes. out of the secret door and, and, and dropped. Like yeah. That. Yeah, and so we came up with a clever plan, which is basically putting. I think we put stuff in the bag and then dragged it across, and because it was in well, water, there was yeah, there was a kept, multitude kept of things. Because uh, when Punchy went all the way through, the ghouls attacked him and dropped him. So I don't remember. You had to get across quickly. That's when Rebecca uh, dimension doored across, and you took somebody with you. I took Trollum. You took Trollum with you. And then you fireballed ghouls and and troll them. Right. Save punchy. See, that's right. We got. And then the the naked uh, paladin went running. That's <laughs> right. Calls armor that's right. So I had to take all of my armor off, and then I had to fight people naked. Yeah, that's right. Right. So we got through that. But I thought what was very interesting is the next challenge, which was the frictionless room. Yes, that's right. Talk to us about that, Steve. A uh, big long room. Uh, it's totally frictionless uh you you can't stand up mm-hmm. on it there's you just things slide there's no friction in the room you can't fly through right. the room so imagine uh, no if magical you, flight and just to have the listeners kind of view this air hockey right you, you go to you go to you put 25 cents in the air hockey starts yeah. off you put the puck in there it's gonna move yeah. Right. So essentially, that's what essentially it's that you can't even stand mm-hmm. up because you can't keep mm-hmm. yourself balanced enough to not slide and, and drop over. Mm-hmm. And there's a, it's a big long room and there's two kind of ditches across the room filled with 
horrible rusty razor blades at the bottom of right. it. So you have to somehow get across the room without going into the, the rusty razor blades with too. super tetanus. <laughs> right, and so you would receive damage, immediately go in there, and then you would have to roll each time yeah, uh, to horrible. save from the, the the super tetanus is what they yeah. called it. Yeah. Um, so in this one, tell talk to us how we, we solved this problem. Um, because we tried that to fly, did all sorts of flying stuff. didn't work. Flappy, well, yeah, flappy you, you took the Flappy the bat went and kind of <laughs> which was, was a familiar, to, familiar yeah. for a wizard. Uh, I think you started it off by hauling all the dead ghouls up and sliding them into the pit. Yes, to, to that's right. Fill up one of the one half of the first pit with dead ghouls. Um, therefore, so avoiding the razor blades. Right. So, if you will, this, this you have a long room. And, half, and about maybe a quarter away, there's a pit, razor blades. You can't, and just you can't avoid it. You can't it's just like step a... over it. And then I think there's another pit, right? There's, there's another a, pit, yeah. There's another pit. So we pushed, because we fought the ghouls. We brought the ghouls in, and we filled... Wow, that's pretty macabre. We filled <laughs> yeah. the pit up with dead ghouls. you got to use what So we can yes, get over it. But what was, the, what was the cool thing that we did to actually maneuver in this room? I'm trying to remember. It was a mage hand. Oh, it was mage hand. Yes, you would sit in the room, Mm -hmm. and then, and then who was mate? Was it Bill Mage handing Mm -hmm. people? And he would like pull your and was like troll physics of like I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. have a mage hand pull myself across (laughs) the room. So and that actually worked. Right in a frictionless room. Just imagine. So the rule is in in D and D fifth edition, cantrip does ten pounds of force, I believe. Yeah. So if you create this mage hand, and you, and basically what Bill did was you're holding onto the hand, like you're shaking hands yeah. with it, and it's pulling you. Now it's only ten pounds, but yeah, if it's no a frictionless friction, room, so you're so moving. So you don't build up right. too much momentum, you right. just kind of slowly and let right. it mostly hold you in place, and then mm-hmm. then it can stop you. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. he had no, a rope, and I believe he had a rope, and that's how we did it. I and think the so. other pit, we used, I think it was your spell, where we used mold earth or something, and we yeah, filled up the like pit. That. So anyway, we got through that. So we got through that, and moving on, what, what happened next? Uh, then it was the inverted ziggurat, which is which was the final the final, final artifact. Yeah, to go black razors mm-hmm. underneath and behind it. Uh, so basically, an inverted pyramid. And it's a menagerie. Uh, some of the two of the levels were mm-hmm. filled with water, um, with giant crayfish or crabs because our two McFees had them really cheap, um, <laughs> and then sea lions. Wow, your description yeah, you should, was great because that should, is exactly what I thought. It okay, like, just from what you said. You right. should show that on the screen for the listeners later. Oh, we will. In right fact, right it's right here. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> And then some, there's like some manacores down there, and oh, Very giant nice. scorpions. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of seafood. That was Just a big, everywhere. yeah, that was a big fight. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the sea lions. The sea. And you ended up lions. filling up the bottom of the it lions. with water because right. was a fireball or something blew out one of the, one of the water level partitions. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it was that was a big, big I, fight. I think if you're a DM, I, I expect. I think the walls of force to be, or, or I think it was walls of force. They were just glass. To be shattered, or glass yeah. to be shattered. Just expect that to happen. 
Uh, but luckily, in the module, it, ex ex it has the water drain. Yeah, the water drain. But it, it, got a short it, is a it. it is a challenge for the players. Um, it's more, I would say it's more of a hack and slash hack and slash type puzzle. Yeah, in a way. yeah. You know, and I had to call my hound, as I recall, and he died mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. I think I may have used a badger. Mm, you've used a lot of badgers. You've got to do a lot of badgers <laughs> in this game. That's right. Um, so underneath, then they go went to uh, the halfling under there. Right. So at the bottom of this this inverted ziggurat and was um, a secret passage to another room with a stoned halfling with, with a yes. stoned halfling that's right you go in the room there's tons of pillows in there and there was a halfling who said I've been in, imprisoned by Kreptus wasn't there a big hookah in the corner and there was a yeah, big was hookah, a in, the hookah in the corner I'm glad you focused on the hookah very important Steve, if you can walk us through that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he's actually a uh, ogre mage, whatever yes. they're called now. Um, and Oni, I think. Here's the picture right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, he was, like, lying to you guys, going, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm a prisoner and all this stuff. And I knew you weren't going to believe it. But still, it's the thing mm -hmm. is, like, as long as he keeps his end up with the ruse up, it's not like you guys are just going to jump. I was really, I really just wanted to walk up and hit it. I know. I but <laughs> by finding it's like this guy in this dungeon underground, and you're like, hey, I'm not really a monster or anything. I'm, I'm an okay guy. Right. You know, I'm not evil. Do you and, remember and what I asked? Because like, I was were... immediately suspicious. Oh, yeah, of course. Where but none of you, <laughs> None of you were actually going to attack him until he did something to... To right. unmask himself. Right. I thought it was kind of hilarious. Like, of course he's a monster. Duh. Right. Who else is going to be down here? But you're all still like, let me ask him more questions and see if I can get him, trap him in some. It's because we're nice. I if, I was, if I was a lawful nice. good, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was holding me back. That had to be hard for you. It was very hard. I think yeah. what immediately made him switch was the fact that I did locate object. Yeah. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. And then he went he crazy. Like yeah, he did not like that. And he immediately turned into... He knew the gig was up. Right. Now, in the original White Blue Mountain, it, it, it's described as an ogre magi. Yes. In the newer D&D, in 5th edition, it's described as an oni. Which is so, the old ba ogre Basically magi. the same, same thing. Same thing, yeah. Right. So, we, we killed the ogre magi, or oni, depending on what edition you're doing. We got the Black Razor. We're all high-fiving one another. And we head back. Now, we did miss something. Yeah. And as I as I went through, now that I read it, I totally forgot about it. But there was another room that we could have went to and we could have gotten cool stuff. Yeah. If you see if you could quickly just describe uh, the, the the last thing that we kinda we, we missed. Uh, so yeah, it's it was very the, odd too. A very odd thing to well, have the in the module. Well, all things yeah. odd, but yeah. But yeah, it's uh this room you go into, it's got some kayaks, it's got this stream of water floating in midair that you can get into yeah. in the kayak yeah. Yeah. and then goes into these little tight tunnels in the wall Ooh. and and you go through there you all get in the kayaks and go through assuming you want to do such it's a like thing small world. Yes. and then yeah. uh, Let me show you this what's the guy's name this this guy with like eight I think let me see oh Sir Bluto, Sir Bluto. 
Yes. Nice. It's as if Larry just went, God, I gotta think of a name. And he just came up with Sir Blue Town. Yeah. Uh, so when you're getting into the water, that disturbs the water, and so they notice you're coming downstream, and you go downstream, and they ambush you. Oh, uh, him and like eight that. knights. It's actually a pretty nasty-looking fight, uh, especially right. since you're all coming down one by one in kayaks. They have <laughs> nets to pull you out, and then eight guys in heavy armor to just pound the hell out of you. Nice. But you guys we, missed it. We but. did. We would have had some cool magic items. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. So, instead, so you decided to leave. We decided to leave because we had enough. We were beaten up. So, what happens at the end? Uh, well, at the end, you get back out to the first crossroads, and Corruptus kind of congratulates you on Then we have on to his, fight two big Yeah, creatures. as far right. as he goes. Right. And then says, go. by the way, I'm going to give you a choice you can go to my indoctrination center and replace the guardians and become you know one of me right or i can send my two of free to kill right. you right so uh, and i have the Nox, message right it here Knox and cox Knox and cox this is yeah. not thinking of leaving are you you've been so entertaining i couldn't have i couldn't think of letting you go especially when those little items of mine especially when you have those little items of mine and since you've eliminated all their guardians why you'll simply have to stay. And stay, in here, it, as the DM, or, or as the players, you have the option of going, yeah, I'll, I'll be a part I of it. I was really just sitting there hoping somehow you guys would all just go, okay, we go. <laughs> thought it would have been hilarious. And what would you have done, by the way? <laughs> you would have gotten indoctrinated. Wow, we could have been somebody. You could have been somebody. Been in fact, yeah. now you're just nobody. Good yeah. health care plan. No, but I, I mean, they it really comes down to, yeah, you, you fight these two right. free to get out. And the free are pretty tough. And according to both the original and this one, really, it's up to the DM whether or not you can do these if free or not. It's really yeah. based upon, are the characters... It, was it easy for them? Do you Are need to punch up? the hell out of them one more right, time before they leave, them. or have they had enough? That's right. kind of what it comes down to. And yeah. even in the... And both of them say, like, if you defeat those two Efreets, and you're still alive, and you're, you're healthy, it's like, throw in, throw in another two more. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, overall, um, what did you guys think? Rebecca, what did you think of the... the I thought it was Still great. It was it was my first, you know, character that used spells and I picked really inappropriate spells. <laughs> you did fine. Who'd have thought there'd be all that water? Yeah, some of them came in handy. Well, handy. I liked it, it was really fun. It was like you said, it yeah. was better more than just slashing and stuff. You actually had mm-hmm. to put a little thought into it. Yeah. And that was fun. And what'd you think about the puzzles? Are they, are they, did you feel like the puzzles were challenging? Did you feel like, did you like the puzzles more than the uh, the hack and slash, the fighting? I like a little both, man. Okay. You know, who doesn't like to... It's like there's a lot of um, getting from here to there and trying to figure out how to do that. Yes. And so that was really challenging and really frustrating, but really fun at the same time. Nothing comes easy. That's generally when hilarity ends. Yeah. Did you feel it, it held up? Would you do this again? Would you recommend it to... I would recommend it, Yes. I wouldn't recommend playing a monk on this adventure because that kind of makes sure you can't do many of the things you need to do to solve anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You got through the 
metal heating cord. Over well, that, I, I did that one thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it does. It does take a lot of thought. I, I think that if you're running a make, if you're a DM, make sure that the group that you're putting through there um, aren't stupid. Aren't. That's right. <laughs> are not stupid and work well together. I think that's really key. Um, DM. Yeah. What would you think about the whole thing? I, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it was one of those things I really wanted to do for kind of a long time. It was always on my back burner. I should run this someday. So I finally got to check that off. Uh, it was. I always like when it presents out things to do and whatnot, and you kind of as a DM go, oh, they maybe they could do this, maybe they could do this, maybe uh-huh. they could do this. And give it to you guys. You guys just like go out in the field somewhere and do something totally different. Yeah. I enjoy that. And there's a lot of opportunity for that in here because there's a lot of very kind of abstract, like the frictionless room. It's just here it is. Right. Figure out how right. you're going to do it. I Bill's thing with the mage hand to this guy himself was hilarious to me. I loved it. Um, so and it, that's so I really liked it. So it, it's held up to the test of time. I think Probably. so. Yeah. And compared to the old one, do you have a preference between 5th edition? They're, or? They're, they're pretty much the same thing. I mean, you know, especially in a, in a module like this, it's all about the kind of weird situations you get into and, and problem solving. And the problem solving is essentially the same in either edition. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I had a great time, and, and Steve, I think you were great as DM. Yeah. I think we can all agree to that. Don't forget to take the kayak ride at the end, folks. Yes, you got to do the kayak ride. We missed out. We should And we could have gotten a picture, just yeah. like Disneyland, yes. and we didn't and do we, that. Yeah, they, we didn't go to the gift shop. Get to go to the gift shop, see <laughs> the right. picture you in the kayak. It's only five gold pieces, but it's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Well, I, I think. Do you guys have anything else? I don't think so. No. All right. Well, Good. I think I think that's all we have. So, uh, with that, thank you for uh, tuning in, and uh, I think that's it for uh, for this segment. Yeah. yeah. So, catch you later. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now back to our show. That was a great. I just love playing White Plume Mountain, and I love that Steve ran us through that. That so was so much amazing. fun. Really Classic role playing game. That was like um, started out as um, just D and D one, right? Right, right. It came out in uh, 1979, and well, you you already heard it all. But it's amazing. Some guy just actually at the time he was a kid submitted uh, his module so he could get a job at uh, TSR, and they just they went, hey, this is great. Come You're hired. For us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. can't, that won't ever happen now. Um, but that's just amazing how yeah. he was able to do that. Back so, in the day, huh? Yeah, back in the day. And yeah. do you remember when I ran in and I was like, Leroy Jenkins? And I came in and I chopped you yes. guys off. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that. I, just, yes. I ran yeah. in and I was just like, pow, pow, right. bam. Well, I want to thank uh, Steve Morag for being on the uh, podcast, for being able to do that. And Rebecca, you know Rebecca. She, she's been on our podcast a few times. Um, and what's really great is we're going to start another adventure here in a few more weeks called uh, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, I yes. believe. That is coming out. Uh, in fact, by the time this airs, it'll be out at your game store, so be sure to pick that up. And then in November, there'll be, uh, I think, Under Mountain will be the next one, which takes you from uh, 6th level to 20th level. Uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist goes from 1st level to 5th level. I'm really excited about that. I got a Divine Soul Sorcerer that I'm playing. Uh-huh. Paul, I think, what are you playing? I'm playing a bard. 
That's right, you are playing a bar. Sexy, sexy bar. And Joe does not like um, that type of role play. But... Shaboom! Bam, bam, bam! I just thought a big fantasy person. Yeah. That's good. We're, I keep talking about, but we got to do that Starfinders thing. I, I, would, I would be down with that. That does yeah. sound cool. Well, what else we One got? thing I yeah. really want to talk sure. about is there is... Uh, first, you listen to our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But there's another podcast you need, need to maybe listen to. Um, it's called Wheel or Woe. They're playing a um, Pathfinder... Um, um, test game right, for right. second edition. So Paizo is putting out their newest edition at Pathfinder, which is 2.0, and they're playtesting it. Yes, everywhere. and they're so, local yeah. people in the Cascadia mm-hmm. area, and it's called Wheel or Woe. That's a W-E-A-L mm-hmm. or W-O-E. Just uh, check out the... Well, it might uh, be something right, right down here. here, maybe. Right here. Maybe something in the doobly-doo um, mm-hmm. as well. More of that might be over here. Right? That's a Never cool sure Right over my is. face. Yes. <laughs> no, the doobly-doo is going to be on the side. Oh, okay. that's okay. what I was. That's yeah. why I was looking. Uh, that anyway, Wheeler Woe, Pathfinder, great new podcast. They're they're just starting out and they're pretty fun. All right, guys, anything else? No. Okay. Well, I think this is going to be actually a kind of a longer podcast because uh, that White Plume Mountain yeah. went on a little extra yeah. long, but we got a lot of details in it. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Check us out, and don't forget you can email us at Geeks of Cascadia at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com give us thumbs up on YouTube please, please review us that. on iTunes or please that's actually, that. actually Apple Podcasts now yes and if there's anything you want us to add to the show even if like a new segment mm-hmm. anything doesn't just have to be game reviews you know let us know just be like hey it'd be cool if you did a segment on fill in the blank and yeah and you can also check us out on the Facebook page which is Geeks of Cascadia or Twitter I think we have an Instagram. We have an Instagram. I always keep on forgetting about it. I don't that use one. it as much as I should. But there was there was there was there was no internet at PAX very very. Oh, that was really yeah. hard. It's oversaturation, dude. Yeah. With the yeah, the towers get way oversaturated at cons over there. Well, with that, I think that's it. So I think you're right. All right. So embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. <laughs> and welcome to the DM screen. And that's in this episode, that's not what it's called. Behind the DM screen. Right. <laughs>